Welcome to Change Creator Magazine for the strong-willed, untamed spirits who want to create a profitable business that matters to them and the planet. Learn more at changecreator.com. Issue 15, article, The Role of Blockchain in Poverty, Corruption, and Financial Inclusion by Maria Crisette Capati. Decentralization and Transparency. These are two essential characteristics that make blockchain technology alluring for early adopters, developers, and social entrepreneurs. First, it is decentralized because it gets rid of central servers or authorities who act as intermediaries. Think of the central banks, governments, and policymakers, which serve as trusted intermediaries from the past and at present are tainted by scandals, corruption, and dishonesty in all forms, fueling public distrust. But with blockchain, it leverages on a peer-to-peer, P2P network, which facilitates transactions and interactions recorded in a public ledger. P2P network is composed of miners who collectively adhere to a certain protocol to validate those transactions, blocks, which are irreversible in the chain in case someone wants to change around the blocks. Second, it is transparent and involves accountability because whatever is recorded in that ledger is searchable and traceable. If someone wants to compromise a transaction in the block, the subsequent blocks would have to be altered as well, which is impossible to execute. Where the real work begins, people on the blocks. The technology could be a deterrent to fraudulent transactions and make an impact on the community. It can help fight corruption and poverty and also fuel financial inclusion, which will result in tapping new talents, opportunities, and innovative solutions because funds are more accessible to those in need. Imagine, roughly 2% of the global GDP, about $1.5 to $2 trillion, was lost to corruption, particularly bribery alone. And this is just one form of corruption, which indicates that the overall cost is likely more significant than these figures. Corruption itself affects the society's growth and breeds public distrust of the government and authorities who manage these funds. It leads to the inefficient and poor performance of the core functions of the state and distorts policies and their implementations in the long run. Now, here comes blockchain. The development of traceable financial transactions using a cryptocurrency, a digital currency that uses cryptography to ensure transactions are secure as a mode of payment on projects and programs, can be a game changer in this sector. CleanCoin, for example, is a digital currency environment which can be tied to any currency to facilitate decentralized, transparent, and secure transactions that are intrinsically traceable. It can be tied to Bitcoin, which is also powered by blockchain, other blockchain transactions, and quantum cryptography to mitigate corruption. This is way beyond mathematics when quantum cryptography is applied to these types of transactions because it uses physics, or the laws of nature, to encode messages to ensure ultimate security. Thus, The recipient and the sender of the transactions are the only ones who can read them, unlike flat currencies, traditional money, and other modes of payments such as checks, which lack transparency and accountability and are prone to illegal disbursements of funds. 
policymakers and authorities can easily keep the money in their pockets unless someone discloses an incident of misuse of funds. A cryptocurrency for the government or the adoption of an existing non-anonymous cryptocurrency like CleanCoin would make it difficult for these goons to commit extortion, bribery, and any corruption. How? Here's what Enrique Aldaz Carroll, senior economist, macroeconomics and fiscal management, the World Bank, and Eduardo Aldaz Carroll, chief technology officer, roboticist, and electronic systems engineer, Be Tomorrow UK, wrote about blockchain. First, the block should contain additional data that is typically stored so that there is sufficient information for the purposes of fraud and corruption enforcement. For instance, the block can store the nature of the expense and the project and activity linked to the funds. Second, the verification of a block should include checking that the additional data satisfies the smart contract. A smart contract contains logical clauses programmed in the code that triggers processes according to the terms of a contract. These terms could define the conditions to be met to release funds, dates from which they can be made available, and so on. The satisfaction of the contract helps prevent improper expenses. If smart contracts have the potential to streamline results-based finance, which can be a deterrent to corruption and poverty, it can also fuel progress and a competitive edge in other countries, such as Slovenia, which was dubbed as the first blockchain startup country. For them, blockchain adoption can be used in various contexts, such as secure communication and transfer of data, as well as record keeping. Estonia is also an early adopter and dubbed as the blockchain nation, where it uses the technology for advanced data encryption, like their public key infrastructure, PKI, and EIDs, which are secured using the tech itself, including two-factor identification. Estonian citizens have more control over their data thanks to the distributed ledger where they can quickly log into their records and fill in their digital identities in that system, as in the case of their healthcare registry, for example. They can access their medical records and see which professionals treated them and when. If this sector can be transparent and accessible, yet secure for the owner of the data, then consider how much more beneficial it would be if used in other industries, such as social development, nonprofit organizations, financial institutions, and governments, if they embrace the development of more applications and platforms. A distributed economy. For the people, by the people. Blockchain functions like a distributed economy, where everyone in the network becomes accountable simultaneously. With such a distinct characteristic, it's a catalyst for change in the intersections of finance, investments, social entrepreneurship, and payments. Before we delve into the how, let's let reality bite us with hard facts about poverty. The World Bank Poverty and Shared Prosperity 2016 report noted that poverty remains unacceptably high. An estimated population of 766 million people were living on less than $1.9 per day in 2013. Every year, the richest 1% of the population gets wealthier. 
Unfortunately, the inequality gap widens each year, where the world's richest get 82% of the world's wealth, according to Oxfam's report. The world's richest people are getting richer every year, and while it may be impossible to destroy their empires, for now, a distributed economy like blockchain can significantly contribute to narrowing the gap between the rich and the poor and the financially excluded. Digital wallets for everyone, plus lower cross-border transactions. One has to do some research and due diligence before jumping into this space. Basic understanding of blockchain technology, such as thorough research and reading of case studies and white papers, and engaging with community-based groups on Facebook and Reddit, will give light and clarity to those who want to be involved in it. Having financial literacy on how this technology works gives the users a better understanding of Bitcoin and how to create digital wallets they can use to make transactions and pay other establishments and individuals using cryptocurrencies. This is something that's happening in countries that are still in the exploring and experimenting stages. The South African Central Bank has started a practical experiment by launching an Ethereum-based blockchain, Proof of Concept, POC, to replicate interbank settlements on an Ethereum-based blockchain. And while this is not to replace the traditional infrastructure of the banks, the goal is to understand the implications of using a tokenized asset with smart contracts. With real applications and regulated banks joining in the space, it's also an opportunity for people to create their own digital wallets and accounts and take control of the digital assets, cutting out the middleman as well as financial institutions. What's more, the low transaction fees for sending money are ridiculously low compared to wire transfers through traditional banks or even PayPal transaction fees. In India and Kenya, Bitcoin transactions are a cheaper and more efficient alternative to other mobile payment networks, like BitPesa, as Cointelegraph put it. The digital currency group, DCG, has supported startups like Unocoin and BitPesa in shaping the remittance sector, shifting the individual's payment methods from cash to cryptocurrencies. Cointelegraph said, According to DCG, the monthly volume of cross-border payments settled via Bitcoin is increasing at an exponential rate, rising from nearly $5 million to $40 million from January to October of 2016. Access to funds, P2P lending powered by blockchain. One of the challenges for entrepreneurs and digital SMEs is access to funds for them to start a business or scale it to the next level. Bank loans require an arduous process that takes weeks and months before you get the funds, especially in developing countries. And that's where Rubix.1, a token agnostic auction-based crypto lending platform for digital SMEs, fills the gap using a global comparable credit score for its users in the back end. As there are certain regulations in terms of loan processing in each country, Rubix.1 makes it a bit more decentralized, where any digital startup or SME can easily access funds, whether they are payment service providers or traditional lending platforms. Funds are not limited by time and place. 
Anyone, regardless of the amount of funds they ask for, can access a loan as long as they have a source of revenue. Of course, they do conduct a KYC, Know Your Customer, verification process in order to protect the platform and its stakeholders. KYC is simply identity verification. The company checks the buyer's identity and residency, which requires the borrower to send various documents, most of them in digital formats, to make sure the participants are legitimate. One of the benefits of participating in this kind of lending platform is that you get to access liquidity, especially if you are in a developing country. What's more, you get lower rates compared to the rates of traditional banks, and the processing time is much shorter. Here's how the Rubix.one platform works. One, they have a meta-scoring engine, Rubix Score, which provides reliable data on any user's credit standing. Two, they aggregate data and behavior from service distributors, Uber, Airbnb, Amazon, PSD2, combined with data from traditional services like Equifax and Euler Hermes, and digital wallets of users based on blockchain technology, like Bitcoin and Ethereum wallets. Another way blockchain and smart contracts provide easy access to funds are through a membership-based lending and borrowing network, where the community can use their blockchain assets, such as cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, etc., to secure cash loans. SALT allows the members to use their cryptocurrencies as holding collaterals to get cash, but for now, the offer is limited to certain regions. While their platform is still exclusive to members, they require the participants to register and become SALT token holders. These are ERC-20 tokens that the members spend once they become part of the lending platform. ERC-20 tokens can be stored in an Ethereum wallet, as mentioned above. Members can redeem these tokens to receive better rates on loans, purchase items from the online store, or pay loan interest. In a nutshell, SALT allows members to hold their digital assets while they secure cash loans based on the terms of the loans. If there's one thing that blockchain technology can do in terms of it functioning like a distributed economy, it's to decentralize financial processes and make funds accessible to everyone. Blockchain, in a speculative stage and full of potential, Just like any emerging technology, there are also caveats behind it. It's still in a nascent stage where everyone is still unsure of where it will lead and what it will become. Dave Balter nailed it when he wrote this. The blockchain industry is different for one simple reason. Because there's a limitless amount to learn about, an unlimited number of things, and there is no plateau in sight. No one can become an expert in this field overnight. With cryptography, technology, programming, and economics combined, it's for people who understand that learning is a relentless pursuit. To know the unattainable and continue to explore the possibilities that will make an impact to society, especially when it comes to corruption and poverty. Its decentralized nature strengthens its function as a distributed economy where everyone gets involved. The transparency of the technology where compromising just one block is too difficult to execute, has a lot of potential when it comes to enhancing security. 
even if it's still in its nascent stage, individuals and regulators alike are fascinated by it and are experimenting with it in various projects. Whether you're a social entrepreneur, a nonprofit organization, or a curious geek, you can make a change in society regardless of your niche or expertise. It's the only technology as of this writing that will never satisfy this curious mind, a mind that wants to be a change creator in its field. So much to learn, so much to do. Learn more at changecreator.com.